Hello, this is Elizabeth Mower, president of BEI. And I'm John Brown, the founder of BEI. Each episode, we take you into the world of exit planning, sharing the stories, struggles, and opportunities of business owners and their advisors. We'll get into this episode's conversation right after this. As an advisor, you have the technical skills to assist business owners in exit planning. However, few advisors know how to package the process and use it to drive the demand for their service. Learn how when you attend an upcoming bootcamp workshop. Visit exitplanning.com forward slash bootcamp to see the latest schedule and to register. That's exitplanning.com forward slash bootcamp. Don't miss the opportunity to take advantage of all exit planning can offer and to set yourself apart from the competition. With me today is a brand new member of BEI, but somebody who's been doing exit planning for a while, uh, Ashley Michike. <laughs> we all have this common problem of owners don't reach out to us. Mm-hmm. They don't know really about the need to start exit planning years before they want to exit, yeah. so they wait too long. Yeah. So is there a way that you address that? I almost always lead with, let's figure out what your business is worth. Mm -hmm. Because even someone who's really far away, I think every business owner wants to know what their business is worth. And getting them away from using like a rule of thumb or Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Joe down the street sold it for this in my business. So, um, So I... and. In that process, I also realized that if business owners are going to have to dig up three years worth of tax returns and balance sheets mm-hmm. and casual, and so I distilled it down. It's all you need is eight pieces of information, and you can get a really good estimate of value for your business. And so that's what I lead with as I I speak about that. I show them what it looks like when they gather that information and then put it into the tool. So you are then... You told me earlier your goal was to have 50 talks a year. Mm -hmm. So is your audience always business owners? Almost always. So it's a combination of in-person, speaking at chamber-type events Mm -hmm. or rotary. And then I also do, there's a lot of business-focused podcasts. Mm -hmm. So she reaches out and... Um, positions me as, hey, let's talk about, you know, these are the three universal steps that all business owners need to take in order Mm -hmm. to exit. So Mm -hmm. that's the topic. But the first universal step is figuring out what your business is worth. And so I lead with that and talk a lot about that. And I find that most, most hosts of the podcast and most people in the audience are totally blown away that they can figure that out without paying thirty thousand dollars or yeah and every owner wants to know what her business is worth right yeah it's not like oh yeah i've never thought what the value of my business is no we're (laughs) thinking about that all the time right we have an idea which is probably that our value is we we think our value is higher than it actually is yeah probably uh most of the time so it's a good um a good shot across the bow, I think, for a lot of owners to say, gee, I think my business is worth X. I don't need to do any planning. Oh, it's only worth this. I have to do something. Yeah. So so how you get your speaking arrangements? Do you, you work with somebody who arranges all these speaking arrangements? We have a marketing person on staff. And so she is the one. She, does, she wears some other hats as well, but... Uh, Part of her, the biggest part of her job is to book me on, reach out, book me on stages. And that's the primary way to 
bring new people in. And I, I, I'm going to start doing some other things as well, specific towards networking with centers of influence mm-hmm. and speaking to them. Mm-hmm. Um, but right now it's just mainly focused on stages where there's a lot of business owners in the audience. Is it working? Yeah. Are you are you having exit plan discussions with owners as a result of that? Yeah, so I see people come through. Uh, they go to a landing page, the business owners, who let's say they hear me on a podcast. Okay. Or they fill out a contact card. It takes them to a landing page where they're able to get the checklist of those eight pieces of information uh-huh. that they need. And then so they get entered into our email uh, drip and mm. then um, if they go through the process of filling out of doing the valuation and getting that then it leads to some deeper conversations so are you using uh, the newsletter to reach out to them yes yeah, so every week we send out an email it's usually there's a video and then uh, we take the text of that from the transcript and then create a blog post with it as well and then we send wow. that out to our clients and prospects every week are you doing exit planning right now yes um i've been doing it sort of piecemeal um and a lot i've been doing a lot of the valuation work mm-hmm. and then depending on where that goes um but yeah, it's I'm I'm doing more of having the conversations around continuity planning and some of those deeper mm-hmm, dives into mm-hmm. full exit planning. And so you're doing all of this. How long have you been a BEI member? Uh, well, what's technically a member? Because I just gave Aaron my credit card information last week. I would say maybe it's a week. <laughs> yeah. So. This is great because most of the RBEI members I've interviewed today, I would guess, have been a, a member for well over 10 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't think I've logged into Epic yet. <laughs> well, I'm convinced when you're here next year, you'll have done 25 exit plans oh, at I the Rachel so. That's great. So you're using the tools. You're going, I don't know if you're going through CEXP. I am, yeah. I just passed module six. Wow. (laughs) So I'm almost done. I'm hopefully almost done with that. That's terrific. That's terrific. Uh, Boy, I don't know what to say. I think you'll you'll do great. So are you working um, in your long career as an exit planner? (laughs) Are you, are you working with other advisors? Have you brought other advisors into exit discussions of how you can work together? Yes. In fact, there's an attorney that I've worked with for years and have a, had a reciprocal referral relationship with. And non-qualified deferred comp plans are on my radar much more than they were, say, a couple of years ago. Yeah. So I just talked to him this week and... And I said, hey, Joe, do you do non-qualified deferred comp plans? And he's mm-hmm. like, yeah. <laughs> and so I've known this yeah. guy for 12 years, and we're just now having that conversation. So the good news about coming into exit planning, I think, with a background and not being new to the industry and just mm-hmm. having those connections existing is that it's kind of more of just sort of retraining people on what you do and 
I have to do that with clients too because I have a lot of business owner clients who don't fully understand that yeah. I can do all these other things. I've only been doing your 401k or your personal stuff, but now I can, you know, we can do valuations, we can do continuity planning, you know, maybe we need to expand the suite of retirement plans and add a cash balance plan or sure. something like sure. that. Sure. So we always ask owners Looking ahead into the future, what would you like to see your business do or become? What do you see your future with or without the business? So how do you see your future as a professional if you look forward a year, two years, five years? I'm very optimistic, mainly because there's a lot of people who are very close to retirement who have been business owners for 20, 30 years and they want out. Mm -hmm. And I think it takes people who have energy and enthusiasm and want to go through that whole process, which can be exhausting with Mm -hmm. the client. And I have the energy to do that. (laughs) So yeah, I think there's a lot of, uh, and you know, with the economy, who knows what's going to happen, but in good times and bad times, people still want to leave their business. It just changes things. Well, you know, in bad times. So during the 2007, 2012 great recession, our members did a lot of planning, but it was more preserving and building value than exit planning. It was yeah. the building and growing value, tax planning part of, of exit planning that they tended to focus on because owners weren't prepared to sell their business at right. the prices they could fetch back then. Yeah. So, I love that because there's always opportunity. You just have yeah. to see it. <laughs> yeah, there's always something to do. Are you learning a lot at this conference? I am. Yeah, it's a little, well, I shouldn't say, I wouldn't say intimidating. I don't know what the word is. There are a lot of people here who have been doing exit planning for a long time and are very knowledgeable. Mm -hmm. And so in a certain way, I feel like I'm a little bit behind because I'm just now sort of getting into this. But it's extremely valuable to hear case studies and situations and talk to people and just in a very short amount of time it's you know drinking out of a fire hose right right in all the sessions i've had little nuggets of wisdom of at least the key for me is i like to chase shiny little objects Uh so i have to like dial it back and say before i even go i'm like okay i'm only going to implement three things and that's it nothing else (laughs) maybe maybe i should finish cexp before i dive into this too far Yeah. yeah yeah i can see that um but i think you'll find everybody here helpful yeah. Very collaborative. There you know, it's there's not a feeling of competition here certainly. So yeah. where's your where are you located? Just outside Portland, Oregon. Cool. I've yeah. never been to Oregon. Oh it's beautiful. I need to go there. It's not that far. It's only a two hour plane ride for you. There there you go. <laughs> yeah. Is your is your Father active in ex is he helping you in that? You're the you're the driving force in the practice. Yeah, yeah. So his background is is like 1980s stockbrokers when he got started. So he was very transactional for many many years, and then by the time I started working with him back in 07, he had moved more to fee based investment management. But his focus has always been investment management and he's very good at it Mm -hmm. but he just doesn't have the interest in the in the planning side of things are you a cfp as well no i i have a um 
Chartered Retirement Planning Counselor, CRPC, which is, it's like a CFP, but it's focused, same uh, College of Financial Planning, but it's more focused on retirement. Mm-hmm. And so it doesn't have all the other modules mm-hmm. of, of the CFP. And then after I started consulting in 401k plans, I got the QPFC, which is um, a pretty in-depth designation for advisors who specialize in 401k consulting. So what's going to happen to that practice? You know, I I think they fit nicely together Uh because a lot of times I'll still start the conversation and kind of get in through the 401k Uh and it leads to other things. Um, but because I think benefit planning is so important to the exit planning process. And, you know, a lot of times I find with business owners, they either don't have the drive or don't really know how to, maybe they need another million dollars before they can exit, but they don't see how the business is going to grow. Or maybe they, they, they're pessimistic about growing it on the business side. So a lot of times we can kind of fill that gap with what they need for retirement and post exit with by pulling a lever say in the retirement plans Mm -hmm. contributing more starting cash balance plan like the non-qualified deferred comp stuff i mean those are all ways and it's all interrelated yeah and i think that's especially true you're right for businesses where they don't see enough growth but also for businesses that are just going to stay small yeah they just you know it might be a dental practice it might be a personal services type of a practice where they're just never going to grow that much but they can put a couple million dollars into a defined benefit plan, perhaps. Yeah. And uh, so I think it's really a valuable. That's a great background, I think, for exit planning. Yeah. Well, it's interesting too because where I am with our own business is we're at a sort of a, a pivot point. I I kind of need to make this decision in the next couple of years. Do we want to grow and scale? Because that's going to mean hiring more employees. Or do we want to be more niche and focus on a smaller subset of clients, but but going deeper with those clients versus having more clients, more employees, mm-hmm. more. And so um, I don't know. It's I'm not sure that I want the headache of. Well, and you know, I always <laughs> wonder about for all all of the professions that we have here in BEI. What is the effect of artificial intelligence? Mm-hmm. What's the, the the growing commoditization threat? And you may find yourself adding a lot of pl- employees and doing a lot more work, but your fee may be less. Yeah. There might be a lot more competition out there. Yeah. And if you dive deep in, it wouldn't have to be exit planning necessarily, but it has to be a relationship-based area of concentration. Right. And, and it, it could be retirement planning, but I think exit planning, exit planning is a much longer-lasting relationship, or it can be. Yeah. So I think, you know, that would make more if If we're, I was your age, I would focus on that. Yeah. Because I think the practice of law is becoming increasingly commoditized yeah. as well. So I can I'd get a will on LegalZoom for that's right. uh, <laughs> 69 bucks. <laughs> that's right, and it, it can be pretty well-drafted, yeah. too. I've looked at that stuff. So I think uh, you're doing the right thing. Well, thank you for all that you're doing to support advisors. I'm happy to do it, and that's why we plan. Thanks for listening. Join us for our next episode. For more content like this, please visit ExitPlanning.com.